This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast on a Monday for you. Why not? That's what they pay us to do. That's what I'm told. Al Dukes down the shore. I'm sure you had a nice, well, Sunday sucked, but Friday and Saturday was nice. How oh. are you? Oh, beautiful, Jerry. Good. Uh, today on the uh, Boomer and Geo show where you were hosting, uh, we they were talking about uh, how we don't get paid for our coffee mugs that uh, our likenesses are on. <laughs> yes. And it brought up a great point because... You know, we we knew this going in, and like you said, you got to pick your battles. Do we really want to pick a battle over, you know, getting a couple bucks per coffee mug? Probably not. Sure, sure. But, you know, then you'd have me you'd have to pay, you you'd have to pay. Tom Izzo's the guy who created the image of the cartoon. He would want to cut. It's his his artwork. You know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, it gets to be a lot of people. Yeah, sure. I I guess. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's our likeness. Right. And he is getting paid. That's what he gets paid to do. Right. That's true. Do you think we'll ever see a solo boomer item in the store? I do. As soon as... You do. As soon as sales do well and they decide mm-hmm. that they are going to give us some sort of small royalty, then yes, I do. Boomer. We know we got to get Booma Palooza concert t-shirts. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> That's fine. He would do it. Boomer, palooza. As long as he gets paid, he'll do it. Also, I, I brought this up before. I wanted to show the company that we're popular, Jerry. Yes. You know what I mean? So like, far, so good. Now, I that's heard... why. Go ahead. I'm saying that's why when Gio said, well, you guys are pushing it out on your social medias uh, and they're getting the money for it. But I wanted to show the company that look at Jerry and I, the little show that could, only an hour... And it's on at 5 a.m., but we can sell products. And I think it's great that the people that listen are interested enough to actually buy a mug or two. And I think that's great. And I'm going to push it because, to me, we're helping the company build the team store. Correct. So why wouldn't I push it? Now, I'm getting a lot, and I knew this was going to happen. I'm getting direct messages and and tweets. I see Dan from Carteret is the latest one. Okay. Uh, I ordered my mug. Where is it? Yeah, I got a few of those too, and I haven't answered them because I don't know the answer. I don't know what the process is. So I think what the answer is, is that the first run of mugs sold out. Quickly, so too. The people, yeah, so the people that ordered those mugs, uh, they went out as soon as they were they were ordered. Mm-hmm. Then they reordered the mugs from wherever they get the mugs from. So in, when those mugs come in, then they'll be shipped out. So people got notices saying, hey, your order is in. We'll let you know when it ships out, and it hasn't shipped out yet. Okay. I hope it's sooner rather than later. Me too, Jerry. So, And I will tell you, I know Jess had a lot of confidence in us. She wanted them to order more initially. Is that right? But I understand the idea and the premise. It's something new. Let's chill out and see how it goes. I don't think they thought we would sell them as quick as we did. Correct. So, who knew we were so popular? Me and you knew, but who knew? Who else from the company I was, knew? I was hopeful. Me too, because they're unique. They have sayings on them, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're funny. They're not. They're not like real <laughs> sayings that are going to inspire you. As not much inspirational. As we hope you laugh a little bit. Correct. Uh, I don't know if you saw the story. It's been going on for a couple of days about this big ship that's stuck in the Suez Canal. Yes, I did see the story. 
Well, I did see uh, Roxanne Evans from News 12 just tweeted out that the ship has finally been freed. Yes, I saw that this morning. So I was happy to see that because uh, Connor Cook, who is an alert podcast listener and beanbag tosser in your cornhole league. And Al lover, because he is Al's boring team, I believe. Yeah, he sends me uh, story links every day, like in my Twitter. He sent me one about uh, this ship being stuck in the Suez Canal, that it's, it's holding up a lot of items, not only that are on that ship, but all the ships that are backed up in the Suez Canal trying to get through, but the ship is blocking it. Uh, one of them is a major sex toy company. They couldn't get all of their sex toys to where they needed to go because the Suez Canal was blocked. How about that? I took a look at the Suez Canal uh, and the ship stuck in it, you know, like an sort of an airplane view, yeah. overhead view. thing is thin. Yeah, it's a canal. It's not a. Uh, it's not an ocean. Why don't we widen the Suez Canal? What do we have to do to get it wider? I don't know. Get into construction and figure it out. That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, because it is. Well, it is weird, too. Like whenever you see, and this happens like if you've ever gone on a cruise, when when your cruise pulls into some of these ports, Mm -hmm. some of these ports are really tiny. Yeah. And you can't imagine that the water is deep enough to hold a cruise ship in it. And yet they are. Right. I never understood that with floating boats. I don't. Listen. How do they not sink right in the water? I've said this a million times. Not only a giant boat, but one that's got 6,000 people on it on top of that. And all the cargo and all the food. I I don't get it. But that's the science of it. It works. Somehow it works. What do you think is more easily explained to you? How planes are in the air or how boats are in the water without sinking? Ooh, probably the boat thing. Only because as kids, we have certainly seen plastic toys that don't sink. Right. So at least I understand that concept. Like it's the shape of the thing. It's the shape of the bottom of the item, which keeps it, like keeps a ship uh, from sinking, I guess. Well, it's the material. And the material? That does not sink. Oh. Which is, that's a major part of it, I would think. The the plain thing to me is fascinating just we've been on planes and when it's so many times and when you have a really good smooth trip you're like how is that even possible you're flying thousands upon thousands of feet in the air in this flying tube essentially and you're getting from one part of the country to another in a minuscule amount of time like there are days i don't even feel like it's real it's it's odd the boat yeah. thing i get the plane thing i've never understood and I wonder, it. like, do you think there's a limit? Like, is there a limit to how big a plane can be before it no longer can fly? Doesn't seem like it, Al. They got 767s, don't they? Isn't that the isn't the biggest plane a 767? Uh, could be. You want me to Google that, Jerry? I, I am What's doing that right lar- now. I'm going to do What's the biggest plane? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm coming up with an AN-225. Yeah. 710 Antonov. tons. Antonov-225. How about commercial plane? I'm going to put that because oh, passenger plane, because otherwise Looks like you're it's getting... the Boeing 777. I have the largest commercial passenger passenger plane is the A380 double decker, mm. four engines, mm-hmm. wingspan of 262 feet. The cabin can hold more than 500 people. That's amazing. What about boats? Like, at what point is the boat have one too many? people enjoying the buffet on it and it sinks <laughs> i don't know i don't know <laughs> the other thing with ships is like where's all the poop go i don't know i, an I airplane guess it gets is collected just, no yeah but like an airplane is just a you know you know it's a it's a flight of 300 people it goes into this giant canister when the plane lands they switch out the canisters right a boat could be a could be a week 10 days right you're at sea and it's all these people and all they're doing is gorging themselves on food and and using uh, going number 2 a lot right so where is all that number 2 uh held in some cargo space until you get to an island and then oh my dump gosh, there. Now where does it go in the island? Like, I these don't islands know. have to take our poop? I, I don't know the answer to that. I really listen, don't. I have no idea. Listen, we'll bring a whole cruise full of people to your island of St. Martin, and they'll eat in your restaurants, and they'll purchase knickknacks in your stores, but you're going to have to accept our four tons of poop we bring with us. Oh, all right. Now you we need to dump to that somewhere. Now. Good Lord. 
You think they're just dumping it in the ocean somewhere? No, because it'd I be don't. ocean full of poop at this point. As of June 2020, the largest cruise ship was the Symphony of the Seas. You ready for this? Oh, I was on that. Were you really? Yeah, Symphony of the Seas. 1,185 feet long, mm-hmm. 216 feet wide, holds 7,000 passengers. Well, maybe I was on a different one. Maybe I was on Adventure of the Seas. Uh, so was I. I was on Adventure of the Seas yeah. back in the day. Symphony of the Seas sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. Way too many people, though. I would never get a dinner reservation. And the pool's got to be nasty. Ugh. That was the one thing. Disgusting. When we were on the we were on a D- Disney cruise in, oh, I, well, I missed you. When was your birthday? Your 40th. That's when we were on it. So that the 40th was, 40th was in uh, 2009. Okay. 2000, August 2009, which makes sense because I was only on the show at that point full time for nine months. But we went, me, Kim, and Matthew went with my parents on a Disney cruise. And the most disappointing thing, the cruise was great. And they, the character uh, accessibility was awesome. The food was good. The stops were really neat. They even had their own private Disney Island, which was probably the most fun of any cruise I've been on. That was really cool. The most disappointing thing, though, was the day at sea, or maybe even two days at sea, because you would think on a Disney cruise, you'd have huge pools. They were tiny, and it was it was not fun. That was awful. The Carib- Royal Caribbean cruise ship we were on actually had a good-sized pool, and it didn't feel like it was a tiny cruise ship pool. That Disney cruise pool, oh, horrible, just horrible. I've only been on uh, Royal Caribbean, so I've been on two cruises in my life. Both were on Royal Caribbean. And great, right? Royal Caribbean is really good. Yes, I'm trying to think if I even went in a pool ever on a cruise you? ship. You? No chance. Yeah, no chance, right? I did a princess cruise, which was adults only. That was outstanding. That was really nice. Kim and I did that. Yeah. That was a good oh, time. Oh, yeah. That was a good time. How long does it take to get your COVID test back? Like the one before you go, you know, like I'm going to have to start doing the COVID test when I come back to uh, the radio station? Depends. Um, like if I'm coming back on a Wednesday... When do I have to do that test? Do I have to do it before if the If I weekend? were you, I would do it on Friday and get it out Friday before Friday. Because uh, if you miss the Friday cutoff, it depends on where your FedEx pickup is. My FedEx pickup yeah. is 4 p.m. Same I, here. Okay, so I would just I would do it on Friday and just bring it over before 3 o'clock to make sure it gets in. And I, you probably will have the result Saturday night into Sunday morning overnight. You'll wake up to it Sunday morning. So, But here's my question. So I'm going to a family Easter. Okay. Which is this, that Sunday. Yeah. What if I get COVID at Family Easter and then I show up to work because I did there's, my test on Friday? Al, there's nothing you can do about that. That is, I mean, any test you take, once you send it off, whatever happens next, there's nothing you can do about it. It's a, it's a bizarre thing if you think about it. I think it's mostly about consistency. So meaning I do the test I would say one and a half times a week. Some weeks I do it twice. Sometimes I do it on, um, sometimes I'll do it on Monday and Friday. And then the next week, if I did it on Friday, I'll do it Wednesday. And then I come back to Monday, Friday. That's kind of how I've been doing it. Mm-hmm. And as long as they stay negative, but you're right. As soon as I send out that test, that's how I am at that moment. What happens that point forward till my next test? No one knows. Well, and if I get it after Easter, then I know I can at least blame my family. That's because, true. Uh, if I, I'd be like, listen, I, I took a test Friday night. That's very and true. I blame you people. Yeah. Who I, I used to call family. <laughs> I, if I were you, I would, especially if you're coming in Wednesday, I would do it Friday. Yeah. I really would. All right. Because if you do it Monday, you probably won't have the result until sometime Wednesday morning and you'll be here already. Right. I'll tell you the coolest thing. I have found doing it Friday... Sometimes you get that result Saturday afternoon. I don't know if because they're slower with the uh, with the testing. It's just quick. Imagine if I rolled up there and brought coronavirus. You know, like I've been gone for like a, a year and a month, and then I show up with coronavirus, and Boomer be he would be so pissed. Uh, I wouldn't be thrilled, but in fairness, that's why we're all wearing masks still, just in case. Right. And plus, Eddie is fully vaccinated. I believe at this oh, yeah. point. I believe Greg is fully vaccinated, though he hasn't done the two weeks since the second one. I believe he's about a week after. So he's almost, compl- I mean, he's got both shots. Okay. So he's probably, from what I've read, at about 70 or 80% effective. I think you got to get to the 14-day period after the second one to be in the 90 percentile. But he's got some defense. So we'll you got to think masks. Boomer's vaccinated. 
I guess. I don't know. He might be. I, I'm not sure. I really asked him. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I'm not sure of that. But, you know, it's not like you're coming into a place where we're all very vulnerable. Right. Plus, there's no one here. Other than you guys, yes. Pete Hoffman comes in at 9 a.m. He seems dirty. What? Nothing. He seems dirty? <laughs> Why would you say that? Just that's a joke. Pete's a good dude. I love dude. Pete Hoffman. No, no. I worked with Pete Hoffman many years ago at K-Rock. Oh, hey, by the way, he told me that. 2004, legitimately 2004, I worked with Pete Hoffman. He told me that you interviewed him. Yes, he wanted to be an intern at the uh, Opie and Anthony yeah, show. Yeah, and you actually advised him not the per- not the best time. <laughs> Things are happening around here, not the best time. Right, and you were right about that. Yes. So look at you, looking out for the little guy. That's right, Jerry. What happened with your Brazil nuts? Were you a raging ball of romantic fire? Um, nothing, uh, nothing yet, Jerry. Nothing noticeable. Nothing noticeable with the Brazil nuts, but I'm still. Uh, uh, I've been reading online. You're only allowed to take have three Brazil nuts a day, so I eased into. It. I'm only eating two Brazil nuts. Why a day. just eat the three? I don't know because it's got like some there's, there's some mineral or something in there that that that's 900 percent of your daily recommended intake. Okay. And they say too much of it is not good. Hmm. So I'm just trying to be careful. Maybe tomorrow I'll start uh, the three Brazil nuts. Okay. Like legit three a day. Three a day. This sounds like a Howard Stern snack. Exactly. When he would talk about, I have three cashews for a snack. My God. Or two almonds. All right. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. I'm having a hard time with this new WNEW talk podcast I'm doing. It's so hard to rely on other people to agree to like when people will will agree to be a guest yeah and then like you just can't they just don't respond to trying to schedule a time yeah who's who you give me most trouble right now opie well i only have anthony so 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 far so everyone else is giving oh everyone it's not just one person you've reached no it's multiple people that are like definitely i'm into it. it's gonna be awesome and then you can't get them to commit a date on a zoom call not even like where it used to be Having to meet somebody in studio somewhere? Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, it's tough. What about, yeah, I was going to say, what if they were on the phone? But it's the same so thing. Annoying. They're still home, not going anywhere. Right. I, and I'm not even asking them to be on video. I said, don't even turn your camera on. I just need the audio. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, come on. How this many why, are you looking to do? You say eight or nine? This is who I need. I did Anthony. I need Opie. I need Jim Norton. I need Ron Bennington. I need the radio chick. And then anybody else I get after that will be gravy on top. So at least five more, basically. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I, I mean, can't start to, and I want to do them in order of importance. If I, you know, not I wouldn't to sound even. Jerky, I, you know what? I wouldn't even do that. I would. I just, can't do like a producer's roundtable without having any of the hosts on yet. But I think, yeah, you want to end it with that. Yeah, I want to. I want to get all the main hosts first, and then. Anything after that is like, oh, let's grab a couple producers, do a little producers roundtable about the station, this sort of thing. Yeah. So this is going to be a big week for me, Jerry. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. This is where the rubber meets the road, as Boomer would say, where the metal meets the meat. And if you have no interest coming back this week, are you just going to, that's it? I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. Good question, Jerry. It's not easy. You know, people aren't getting paid. They're not into it. Yes, that's true. You're not into it. But I see all these other podcasts. I have a million. Every podcast has guests on it. How the hell did he get? And this Dr. Fauci goes on every imaginable podcast available. Like th- things you never heard of people go on. And we can't get them on our show. Right. That's well, weird. Yeah, exactly. Well, at least a couple times we tried. He must not like Boomer. Well, maybe that's it. Or Geo. Hey, you, real quick. I know this is kind of morbid, but interesting Ooh. too. Um, so as you know, my, my radio partner, Joe Boylan passed away, um, last week and his wake or they call it visitation was Friday and he lives way down South in Cape May. And so, uh, Kim and I went on Friday, drove, you drove all the way down there. We did. I still can't believe he drove up for games multiple times a week. What a long ride. Um, but I thought it was interesting that it wasn't a wake in the traditional sense where it's a funeral home, open casket, everybody's crying. This was, and he was such a happy-go-lucky fella. He really was. He's one of the nicest, happiest men I've ever met. And if you can believe it, his visitation slash wake, whatever the official term is called, 
actually felt that way too, Al. They had, the casket was closed. They had photos everywhere of his life. Um, And his wife was there, his daughter, his grandson. And it was literally just groups of people gathering and just like talking about him and just cool stories about him. And we walked out, Kim and I were there for over an hour and we walked out. I felt like A, that I said my goodbyes, as sad as that sounds, but B, thinking, you know what? That's the way it should be done. Yes. It, you know, what? listen, it was sad. Don't, don't, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It was absolutely sad. But there was also this sense of just enjoying and celebrating the man that he was and just a different feeling leaving there than any other funeral home or wake I've ever been to. We had a funeral for my uh, grandfather in 1991, I think it was. Okay. And uh, one of the pharmacists I was working with at the time, the next day at work, yeah, you know, he went to the lake. He goes, because I got to tell you, I go, uh, everyone was having a great time at that uh, wake. He goes, it felt like a happy hour in there. Right. You know, that is nice. Like when people tell fun stories yeah. about the person. And, and now with so many, now we have access to so many photos that you can really set up tons of pictures of the people. That's what mine's going to be like, Jerry. I want my photos everywhere. Yeah, as long as I can get my hands on your phone, I'll be happy to help out your mom because yeah. she's going to outlive you. Um, Probably. I will set that up for you. I hey. do have my mom as like my beneficiary I, for Sadly, everything. I know this. She's like, you know, you need much to older than me. put your sisters on it or your oh, nephew okay. or someone. I mean, no offense to Mrs. Dukes, but I mean, reality of life. Right. I don't know what we're doing or what you even thought of when you did that. <laughs> Unless you did your will when you were nine. My mother's always taking care of my stuff, Jerry, in exchange for toilet paper. You watch out. Your mom might murder you when she finds exchange- out how that 401k's going. <laughs> in exchange for the toilet paper, <laughs> Nexium tablets, and salsa. She I've buys left your Nexium tablets too, you cheap <laughs> bastard? She can't resist a good bargain, she says. <laughs> When she sees well, them tell on her sale. to go to Costco more, and she'll bring you all sorts of goodies. Oh, yeah. No, she gets digital coupon. She was always excited to tell me about a digital coupon for Nexium that she got. Wow. Well, you it's know nice. what? Good for you, I guess. You're the one it's laughing nice. all the way to the uh, refrigerator and the, and the bathroom. That's right. All right. All right, Jerry. Uh, tomorrow, all back. Everyone's in their normal spots. This Boomer's is what back. I'm told. Boomer and Geo, you'll be there. All right. We'll see everybody tomorrow, then. You enjoy, sir. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, Brad Heller, you are no Andrew Bogish. A few minutes after 5 o'clock, what do you say we start a new week? I am in New York City, where it is warm and breezy, with the Eddie Scazzeri and one John Minko. How about that? And down the Jersey Shore, we find the old man by the sea, who was looking creepy with his binoculars over the weekend, with his puppy, Al Stanley Dukes. What's up, Al? Good morning, Jerry. That was a photo for your eyes only. I just wanted to show you. <laughs> oh, you didn't by the tweet way, that? I did not tweet that, oh, only because okay. I didn't know if it showed where I lived. Uh, but Gina was like, uh, and Gina actually suggested that, you know, she was out uh, enjoying the sun. She goes, why don't you get out your binoculars? I wow. Like, Great idea. <laughs> You've got someone supporting you in that quest. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I think she thinks I was whale watching, but, um, you know, whatever checking it is, Jerry, would have checking out. Actually, there were not a lot of babes on the beach this weekend. On even the street, though, it was, though maybe? Um. I don't know. You know, we're getting there. It's getting close. <laughs> Crazy wind damage, though. I don't know if uh, where you live you got wind damage, but I know down the Jersey Shore, the it's one of those situations where you're going to have to wake up this morning and figure out which block your uh, trash can went to. Yeah, I know. Was it was it Friday night? Was it fr- Whenever all the wind came, Friday night, Saturday morning, it was pretty bad. Uh, I know down by the fields where we play, a couple of monster trees came down. 
Uh, scary stuff for sure. And you've got all that wind coming off the ocean too. So that must've been crazy. Yeah. Very crazy. And in fact, I saw that in, uh, Hoboken, they have something called worm tornadoes. Yeah. You put this on the sheet. I'm concerned about what does this mean? What's a worm tornado? I thought the term worm tornado meant that there were just worms swirling in the air in a tornado like fashion. I swear I did. I swear I thought that. Okay. But I guess it means that so many worms have come out of the ground with the high winds, it's whipping them into a tornado shape on the sidewalk. Okay, that's freaky and creepy. Very weird, all these worms. Although if you're a bird, you got to look at it uh, from the bird's opportunity. They normally say <laughs> early bird gets the worm, but now early bird's going to have a feast. <laughs> yeah, you relax. There's plenty of worms in the tornado shape on the sidewalks in Hoboken. I suppose that is so. Did you see the tornadoes in Alabama? No. Oof. Bad, man. Really bad. Alabama and there were a couple of other states, but Alabama, I think, got hit the worst. It was, I mean, it was some rough stuff. These were not worm tornadoes. These were like legit tornadoes that ripped through neighborhoods. Yeah, I don't want to be in the places where there's tornadoes. Like, I'll take um, hurricanes, I suppose, every once in a while. None of them are good. Yeah, but tornadoes, I feel like, pop up without anyone letting you know that's like true the tornadoes coming and if you don't have time to get into the basement i mean god knows what there was the one on the cbs evening news i think it was thursday night i was watching maybe friday i don't remember no friday i went no it was had over thursday where a nice neighborhood in alabama and one house was not touched the neighbor's house completely destroyed it as it was yeah. right in line with the tornado i mean it is just freaky Right, the tornadoes, they follow their own path, Jerry. They beat to their own drum. Yeah, apparently so. Now, uh, John Minko is returning today because uh, you're filling in for Boomer, who has the day off. So it's you and Gio doing the show. Minko coming out of retirement because CeeLo is not available. That's Minko right. coming out of retirement. Now, I got to tell you, I went and I looked for a photo of the three of you because I remember I was like, oh, I definitely took a picture a couple years ago when Minko filled in. Yeah. This what do you see? I tweet this picture at six o'clock. A more handsome group you're not going to find. Like you guys look terrific in this photo. I, well, I was probably no joke. I was probably fifteen pounds lighter. Geo two. That was when he hit his major weight loss. Yeah, like you guys look like. What do you see? This? I'll, maybe I'll tweet it out at the break. You're going to make it, me feel it, bad, aren't it you? It looks like three models. Well, I don't know about that. And the other thing is the lighting is terrific. It's in the studio lighting, like. The photographer was me, did a great job. So, I mean, it just, <laughs> this is, all things uh, came together. This is just a way for you to pat yourself on the back. <laughs> Look at this photo. me, outstanding. <laughs> I also decided this is the type of thing I will do after I retire, that I will be available yeah. if anyone needs me to produce for the day. Yeah, see, I don't ever see myself retiring, and I don't necessarily mean from this. I just mean in general. Like, I, I am not the type of person that's going to sit around and do nothing all day, so... I I imagine I'll do some sort of driving job, and then if anybody needs me, I'll be around. Right, they'll be like, let's call in those two old guys, Al and Jerry, to see if they'll do uh, fill in for the war- the new warm-up show. Al, we're not far off from that now. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we could almost be classified as the old guys around here. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's weird. We're staring it right in the face. I know, I know. And I don't feel like that, but then I look around like I see Connor Green out there. Was he, 24? Oh, yeah, all the Good young Lord. punks, Jerry. I'd like to come back during our retirement and, and teach those young punks a lesson or two, which Minko's going to do to us today. No, he's not. Minko's just happy to be here. Teach us a lesson. I, he had Minko was like, a, he, he had a glow about him. I'll say that. Oh, he did? He did, yes. I saw him. He looked like a lost soul out in the street this morning. <laughs> because Couldn't he didn't get know what, in. Well, he hasn't been here in a while. He didn't know where to park. He was parked in a bad spot, so I kind of helped <laughs> him out and redirected him where to go. And then I got in the car with him and went to the parking lot. You got lot. in the car with him? Yeah, I did because yeah, yeah. Uh, he did. He was so famished, and he was like a lost puppy. And so I said, all right, let's look for a spot in the immediate vicinity. No luck. So we went to a lot. And then the best part with Mink is they took his uh, his ID out of the Burley system. So he's got no login. So he has to use mine. So he's he's really struggling here to get going. But I think he'll be fine by and, 630. And yet, Minko beat Al back here, which G just pointed out. Retired tell, Minko. Tell G to zip it over there. I well, bet he's fully vaccinated, isn't he? He is. 
bragger. But he's still not going to be. But he's still not going to be in here with us. I watched the uh, South Park is a cartoon which I legitimately didn't know was still on the air. But uh, they they had something on HBO Go or uh, what the hell is it? Who knows? One of the streaming services. They did a vaccine special. Yeah, I saw it promoted. Was it good? Yeah, I did watch it. It was funny. And in this vaccine special, like all the old people get vaccinated, so they get they become like wild teenagers they run the town they're they're, <laughs> all the, they're just they're mocking the younger people for not having vaccines they're partying that's funny it reminded did, me of like minko did it take place in bradley beach it did not it <laughs> took place in the oddly enough in south park colorado uh-huh oh, i didn't realize south park was supposed to be i've never seen the show once i'm oh. aware of it i've never seen it yeah and then the, the hottest club in town to get into where there was a waiting line was walgreens <laughs> People wanted to get their vaccine, so it's good if you uh, have. Uh, I'm sure it's on Comedy Central as well, but the vaccination special. Did those Nikki Glaser uh, roasts begin? Where she's hosting the best of roasts on Comedy Central, or is that that this I don't week? know? I don't know, but you can find a lot of that on YouTube. Okay, I was just curious. I like to watch yeah. TV. I'm just oh, curious. Okay. <laughs> Pop it up on your screen, then, Jerry. Yeah, because I know they're doing like the top 100 moments, I believe. Oh, uh, from the roast of the Comedy Central roast. Yeah. Yes, and she's hosting it. You know, I'm a big fan of hers. So yes, I do. I would like to start watching it if that is this week. But it's probably All at 11 right, p.m. I'm or not something. Sure. Right. Exactly. You'll be long asleep, Jerry. Let's start off with a buzz, no buzz. Oh, look at a buzz, no buzz at 10 minutes after five o'clock. 10 minutes after five o'clock. What's the buzz? Go buzz? Everyone's got buzz. What's the buzz or whatever they say? Okay. Buzz, no buzz. Uh, I'm going to give you a topic. You're going to tell me whether there's buzz or no buzz about it. All and right. This is a, this is a strange one. You're going to you, you're going to think this is probably a strange topic for buzz no buzz. Can I guess what you're going to say? Yes. Are you going to say buzz no buzz for MLB opening day? No. Okay. I'll do that later this week. Got it. Buzz no buzz, Jerry. This Deshaun Watson story. Um. It's losing its buzz. It is losing its buzz. That's what I think. It's gotten. We talked about this Thursday or Friday. It's gotten to a point with all of these accusers and no evidence to the police that I'm starting to really question this attorney. Correct. So uh, lawyer Tony Busby yeah. claimed four more cases have been filed, bringing the total to 20. But the Houston Police Department says no evidence has been submitted. And he said last weekend that they were going to have evidence on their desk on Monday and he wanted a grand jury to decide how to proceed. Right, which he clearly did not deliver on. Unless he's just waiting and he's just going to drop a whole bunch of info on their desk one day. Well, that's what we thought we were getting last Monday. Right, but I'm saying because he's added new cases... Perhaps he's waiting till he's got everything. I don't know. But the longer this goes on, the more I'm starting to think it's not legit. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. to think. It's 20 cases. But as far as a buzz, no buzz goes, it feels like it's losing its buzz. Yeah, it's almost like the boy that cried wolf. I feel like that's where we're getting to. But if everything does get submitted, it could be a big buzz story yes. in a day or two. But as of right now, I'm going no buzz. I'm going buzz is lacking. I agree. Buzz is lacking. Yeah, lacking I agree. buzz. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And it's really marred his reputation. It has hurt the Texans, I think, in the way if they wanted to still trade him. I don't know that you can trade for him until this is settled. So it has really it's caused a lot of damage. It sure has, Jerry. Yeah. I wonder if we'll see a 30 for 30 on this down the road. On Tony Busby or on Deshaun Watson? The, the whole situation. He might. Like, like it, let's say it comes out none of this is true, and he didn't get to be traded and all this stuff. Be like, what if I told you? You know, if none of this is true, he's got to be disbarred for God's sakes. This lawyer, like, for sure, and sued. Like, let me ask you this. Lawsuit. If you're an attorney in a situation, you don't just take on the case without evidence, do you? I don't know what these lawyers do. Yeah, I don't either. I don't understand. I really don't because I would think, like, your reputation's on the line too. He's in every headline and every article that surrounds this Deshaun Watson story. Yes. I would like to think there's got to be something concrete that they give him for him to press forward like this. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, Jerry. If I was a lawyer, I'd want to be a prosecutor. Would you be able to live with yourself, though, if you put someone away for a long time and then found out they were innocent? No. Yeah, okay. 
I'm with, I'm with you. Honest That's, lawyer. I couldn't do it either. And then the defense attorney's tough because if, especially if you know the guy's guilty. Yeah, I would not be able to do that. Exactly. I don't know how you can do that. Right. That's why being a public defender has got to just be a tough, tough job. <laughs> right. It's like the least paid job. Oh, imagine going home. How was your day? Well, I defended a guy that probably did X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Oh, good I'm going to try to keep him out in public. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult job. No question. I'm going to try to keep him where there are a lot of people around where he could commit crimes again. I That's be, what I'm doing. You know what we should be? Real estate attorneys. <laughs> Real, yes. That's easy. I'd be not like, e- you know, there's easy, a- easy, but you know what I'm saying. You know, there's an oil tank on this property. <laughs> it would just be a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot of, did you get this permit? Did you do that? Yeah. Okay. Let's sign here. Hey, congratulations. You got a new house. This water heater is not permitted. Call the town. <laughs> right. As opposed to this other stuff. Like, think about it. A divorce attorney has got to be very stressful because most divorces are not usually amicable, I would no, say. No, they're not. So that's got to be stressful. A defense attorney, well, what if the guy you're defending is really guilty and you know it? That's got to just weigh on your mind. A prosecuting attorney, all good if you get the bad guy, but if you find out later you didn't get the bad guy and you screwed up his life and you put him in jail, that's got to weigh on your mind heavily. Tough stuff. Yeah, listen, real it's estate not easy. attorney. Real estate attorney's perfect for us. Yes, I agree. Totally. Alan Jerry, real estate attorneys. Attorneys at law. Attorney. <laughs> Do you have a septic tank on your property? <laughs> Alan Jerry will get it removed at the cost of the previous owner. Yeah, that does happen. <laughs> that does What's happen. worse to have a is the worst thing to find on your property an, a buried oil tank? Yeah, that's a bad thing. <laughs> I can tell you that that is a nightmare of a situation. <laughs> That is that has happened to someone that I know very well. Or is it worse to have a like a septic tank in, as your toilet? Or, I don't or, even know what that even means. Or an old cemetery. <laughs> no oh, old cemetery is the worst. Hey, could you come get these old bones out of my yard? Now, could you imagine you get a permit to put an in-ground pool in and they start digging <laughs> and all these? And that's probably oh. happened somewhere along yeah, the line. Yeah, and you're disturbing oh. spirits, Jerry. The spirits like to rest. Do you think you'd have ghosts then on the property? Like, are yeah. you, that would freak you out. And then imagine someone drowns in your pool the first summer right. it's open. Okay, all right. The spirits have gotten one. Okay, that'd be a good horror movie. Well, I might start writing that during depressing. the break. Yeah, that's might... poltergeist you just described. Oh, <laughs> is that true? Well, the fact that they built on a burial ground. Yeah. Oh no, but I meant the whole pool thing. Probably not. Right. No, no. In my story, though, Eddie, when the TV gets fuzzy, there's a spirit in there. I don't know if they did that in Poltergeist. Hmm, let me think. <laughs> All right, 517, just getting started. A lot to do. We got Geo joining us at 6 o'clock, of course, for the Boomer and Geo program. And the Mink Man is back for a day. All cool. We got that on a Monday on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, number one with meatheads in the gym. I got to tell you, you've made me a little sad this morning. 25 after 5, Al Dukes. That photo, man, did I put on weight. (laughs) You guys are looking amazing in that photo. I tweeted it on the Boomerang Geo show account. It's a picture of you, Geo, and Minko from a couple years ago in the summer. You know, it was a summer fill-in. And it's, first of all, it is terrific lighting in the studio. Uh, but you know, you guys are tan because of the, you know, you've been out in the sun, everyone's slimmed down. Yeah. You know, we were pre coronavirus, there's no masks. I mean, it is just a terrific photo of you guys. It's a good we'll, picture. We'll all get back there, Jerry. I, I do feel like we're all going to get back there soon. I'm not worried about getting back there without the masks. I'm worried about getting back there with the weight. Well, that's what I mean, like all of it. I think it all goes together. I think that the weight, the, the maskless, you know, uh, the sun. But we're getting there. This is this is just the beginning. We're almost like you know how like Eddie says when you're leaving for like a, a week's vacation in the summer, and yes. he says it doesn't get any better than right this. now. Like we're almost approaching that. Like we're you know with the summer coming up, like that feeling that it's yes. the summer. I felt like, like that this weekend. Like we're we're right now. Yeah, we're like looking like our vacations coming up in a little bit. You know, summer's coming up in a little bit. 
that's the that's the feeling we got to be like. Cause we're still going to get some crap days. It's the anticipation of the event, which yes. is always better than the event. Although was, summer's pretty good. It was the great Carly Simon who once sang about anticipation, I believe. I will tell you, Al sent me this photo over the weekend of himself. He had clothes on um, with his binoculars. It looks awesome, that blue sky. Mm-hmm. And you can see at the very tip, the, the ocean. Like, that's what you're talking about. Yes, that we're getting there. That is a good, there. good time. We are crawling there. We may have some outdoor sh- concerts. We're going to have baseball. Yeah, so like the Art Center released the schedule. I guess that's still on, right? I think so, as of right now. It's an outdoor venue. I imagine they'll probably space out some of the seating, and I guess they would have some distance in the uh, lawn area, but I guess those concerts are uh, ongoing. They are ongoing. Now, speaking of baseball and the Mets and all that stuff, the Mets sent out what I thought was a confusing tweet over the weekend. I was confused by it. Now, I was not on Twitter all weekend, so help me out. All right, let me or read this to you. Anyway. Actually, I believe you did tweet this. I the, did? Y- yeah. You, the Mets had uh, tweeted out... Uh, oh, the rules, yes. The rules for entering. So yeah. what they did is they wrote a tweet, and then they used an image of the rules. Yeah. But in the tweet that they wrote, they said, to enter City Field, ticketed guests will be responsible for obtaining full vaccination, negative test, two negative tests, a COVID test and an antigen test. But then when you read the attachment, you only need one of them. One of them, yes, correct. Yeah. But they did not make that clear in their initial tweets. Got it. I was very confused. I was like, oh my gosh, like in order to get in the game, I'd have to get a vaccine, then get two different tests within hours of the game. Like it seemed crazy. Yeah, no, I saw that. And I believe the Phillies have very similar uh, guidelines. I think I got to check because I I do want to go next week to Philly. Um, The Mets play the Phillies next week. Uh, Really? Next week you want to go? Look at you. I think think the week, I got to look. I think it's next week. They're playing in Philadelphia, I believe, next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I want to go to the Tuesday game if possible. Okay. Um, and I think they've got the same. I'm not sure, though, because like I told you, like the Devils, the guideline basically is come in with a mask and get your temperature checked, and you're allowed in. And, this, and the seating is very spaced out. So um, like, I like that. I think that's fair. That's what the masks are for. You know, the baseball, I don't know. I mean, the Texas Rangers are going to have a full house, I think, on opening day. I don't know what their rules are. Um, so it's I think their rules are masks, just masks. I know it's yeah. different from game from um, from team to team, but that's what the Mets are doing. So listen, if you want to go bad enough, you'll make it work, and if you don't, you won't. Right now, I see that uh, Steve Cohen evidently had dinner with Francisco Lindor. I like so, this move. So people think that uh, that a a contract is uh, looming. Well, I would think so, wouldn't you? I would think so, yes, because Lindor already said he's not doing any deals once the season starts. Like if you had if you had a deal with Entercom and you know it wasn't going well, the negotiation, and all of a sudden David Field said, "You know what, Al? Let's go out to dinner." Let's I go to dinner. I would think there would be progress made there. Yeah. Yes. Because you like don't want to have so. a you don't want to have a bad dinner where you're where things being discussed are not good. And if they did, I think that would have come out. But instead. Um, Steve Cohen had tweeted that uh, he got the, uh, what did he have, uh, ravioli, and that Francisco Lindor got the chicken parm, which seems like a heavy meal for an athlete. Chicken it's parm. It's not, but it's not, because as I've told you many times, these athletes eat like garbage disposals, but they burn so many calories during the day, they can handle it just fine. I'm always afraid to get anything parm in a restaurant because they like really go crazy with the mozzarella cheese. Uh, some places do, sure. Like way over the top. Where oh, it's the, so good, though. Where the cheese is covering the entire uh, it's meal. Out- oh, that's outstanding. Like I would you like, get a good layer of sauce under the cheese. Yeah. Oh, it's outstanding. Like I would like an eggplant parm. I almost ordered it the other night, but I was like, that's going to come out just covered in cheese. So take it off. Or could I say... Go a little light on the cheese. You could do that. Or chefs you, don't like that. Uh, you know what? Enough with the chefs. Go go away. <laughs> You're the customer. Customer's always right, and that's how you like it. I've always told you. That's when the you know I'll get a, a steak medium well. Oh, chef's not going to like medium well. Well, then don't make it then. Then take it off the menu. That's how I like to eat steak. Actually, I like it well done, but I mean, that's another conversation. Oh, there you go. Time. Enough with the chefs. I mean, please. <laughs> uh, give me a break. Chefs, you've been put on notice. It's enough with your... How about this? Uppity, I uppity won't come back to your restaurant. Behavior where you don't want to give us uh, what we want. Well, isn't chefs. That, isn't that their job? Like they're all they're talented. They make the food for the customer. They do. All right, so then make it the way we ask. Right. 
Otherwise, won't come back. Jerry wants his steak the way he wants it. I want my mozzarella cheese the way I want it on my chicken parm. I think that's or a very fair request for you to ask them to go light on the parm. cheese. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I agree, Jerry. Do you uh, like the eggplant breaded and fried, or do you like it unbreaded? No, breaded and fried yeah. is the way to go. Some places don't, though. Mm-hmm. Takes away. Jerry, there was a big uh, transaction trade, but it happened Friday after the program, and now feels like old news. It but is it's old such news. it's such big news, though, that the 49ers have moved up to number three overall, which means they're probably taking a quarterback, right? Maybe. Which means Jimmy Garoppolo's days are numbered. Your days are numbered, Garoppolo. Maybe, maybe there's someone else they want. Well, there's Zach Wilson, who we think the Jets are going to take at this point, right? We think. Then I was reading there's well, there's of course Justin Fields. Which S- I have seen him as projected anywhere from three to like fifteen. Three to fifteen. What about uh Trey Lance is another guy I saw mentioned, quarterback. No idea who uh, about okay. him. And someone named Mac Jones. Well, he's the Alabama quarterback, isn't he? The Alabama quarterback. So I mean that makes sense, but I don't know I, I have not heard them going that high at three, but uh, maybe there's someone else the Niners are. There's the one kid, oh, God, that the Jets were even discussing. Um, uh, the tackle, Sewell, is that? Yeah, Penny Sewell, that's his name. Like, I've I've seen certain projections of the Jets taking him at two if they didn't want to go with Zach Wilson. Oh, my God, Jerry, if the Jets took a tackle I didn't at number say two. they're going to. I said there have been projections. <laughs> I would go pick it right in front of uh, wherever the Jets' home base is. I've also Floral, seen Florham Park. I've also seen the Jets projected as taking, you know, um, who Eddie, who's the tight end, the big tight end? His name, first name's Kyle. Oh, the best oh, player in the draft? Is that his name? Yeah, Kyle Pitts. I've seen certain mock drafts that have the Jets taking him. I, Maybe the Niners want to move up for one of these guys. That who knows? guy, is, in my humble opinion, he is the best player in the draft. Fine, and he might be a Hall of Famer, but I would love to see the Jet fan if they took another tight end that high and his first name was Kyle. (laughs) Right, Jets fans want a quarterback. That's it, plain and simple. I I think so. That Sam Darnold trade possibilities, the two leading teams would be the Broncos and the Panthers. Yes, I saw that in the post this morning. Even though he would not be a starter there. I saw the Steelers too. Oh, Because Roethlisberger last year, it certainly seems like this will be his last year as they had a restructure to get him back this season in 21. Um, There's still places that you could send him. And I am still not convinced the Jets don't trade down from two. I'm really not. To one? Oh, No, trade trade down. down. Not trade up. (laughs) Trade down. Jerry, down from two is one in my brain. That's That's the way my brain took it. Well, that's true. When you're counting down, that's true. But in terms of the draft, I would not be stunned if they traded down a few spots. And ended up with another first-round pick or a lot more going forward. That would tick people off too. I think Jets fans. We want to see a number two pick, somebody cool. We love to see. We love to pick quarterbacks. Just think in this very short time. Well, that we've been doing the program. I guess it's not a short time. It's twelve years, <laughs> thirteen years. It seems like a short time, but I feel like the Jets are always like like multiple times have taken quarterbacks in the first round and early on, like Geno Smith, Sam Darnold. Geno Smith was a second round pick, I think. He was, I believe so. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sanchez. <laughs> so you got that one right. wrong. So we'll edit this out of the replay. <laughs> When we post it later. No, we won't. We I also, can't do that. I also see Trevor Lawrence is going to stay at Clemson for the draft. He is not coming to Cleveland. <laughs> he doesn't want to. Oh, I was going to say he doesn't want to go to Jacksonville either. Uh, or Cleveland, <laughs> for that matter. Right. He's like, can I go, we go to someplace cool? Perhaps yeah, he going, should just go to visitcleveland.com. Like, I keep getting uh, advertisements for now. Oh, it's beautiful. He doesn't know. He could go right to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Indians game. He can go see the Jordan statue. And, and then, then Canton, Ohio. That, there you go. And then he can walk around and say, I'll be here one day. Uh, one day I will be here. Right. He could have a camera crew following him around. Yeah. And then years later, we could play it. And if not, we'll just stinks. send Tom Izzo. Speaking right. of which, people suck, by the way. So, people do? Yeah. So FAN posts this thing on Twitter about, you know, the um, when my uh, Comrex, you know, bus broke down the other day. Yeah. And so... Time sensitive. I'm trying to get in there because my one segment is the clock's ticking. 
So I'm trying to get this thing up and rolling. And so FAN, you know, tweets out. I was on Twitter two times this weekend, Saturday morning and Sunday morning. I checked the headlines, basically. And Sunday morning, I see this thing about, you know, Eddie's all chill and I'm panicked or whatever. I'm like, so I put fake news. I'm trying to have fun with Tom Izzo. Are you people, you're trying to get this guy fired. What's wrong with you? I'm like, you know, you know what? I, I can't deal with this. Delete. See you. I'm out. Goodbye. Right. I mean, Jesus, see, guys laugh. It's funny. You got Jerry. He you, you walked right off of Twitter because of these fools. I had enough. And speaking of which, when we come back, you got to answer me a question because uh, when I logged on this morning, I saw Craig thanking people for something he did Friday, and I don't know what he oh, did. All right. So if you can, because we had um, Friday was Thursday. I listened to almost all of their show. And then Friday, I had to drive way down to Stone Harbor for the visitation for my former partner. Uh, his funeral was Saturday. So didn't really listen to the station at all Friday after work because we had a two and a half hour or two hour ride down to Cape May. Um, and I was with my wife and whatever. So I didn't hear anything Friday. And then I see this thing this morning. So help me out with that on the other side if you can. You got it, Jerry. Because I'm curious. It's five, 25 in front of 6. We got Boomer and Geo at the top. Minko's here. It's uh, We're going to call it a marvelous Monday. How about that? Right here on The Fan. Al and Jerry, longtime tag team champions. All right, fast-moving hour as it usually is. Alan Jerry until the top of the hour. Boomer and Geo program. Then John Minko in today. We got a lot going on. Uh, before the break, I was asking you about Craig. What happened on Friday that he was thanking everybody yesterday for? Well, he uh, well he gave me a call after the show as he normally does, and I had listened to almost the entire show on Friday. On Friday, okay. but but missed the probably the last forty five minutes, which is when this had occurred. I guess a, a caller had called up, and they uh, got into uh, the, a guy who won a contest. He was happy to be able to take his kids because I guess he had screwed up somewhere in the past, and it involved gambling. And then uh, Craig, you know, was was starting to talk about his experience with it, and then told the story of uh, being on the ski lift. And calling his friend Sherrod. Oh. Uh, uh, and then I never heard him say this before, but he did say it on Friday. He said that uh, if Sherrod didn't pick up, he was jumping. That was in the special, the, the HBO documentary. He did say that? He did, yeah. Okay. Because I remember, I know the story for sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I never, I don't recall him saying he, that... In his head, he was for sure jumping hmm. if Sherrod uh, did not pick up. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, and uh, and he was very emotional in telling this story. Got it. Okay. Well, that makes sense now on what I read. I understood. I did not yes. see it. I will take a look for it then. Uh, yeah. I'll. Uh, you know what? I'll tweet the video out on the show page as well. And um, it was interesting, too, because, uh, you know, looking back on it, for me, I, I'm always interested in, in in people's behaviors. I wanted to watch in the video how Evan handled it because it was a it was a different situation for Evan. I think I would say so. How did he, he handle just, it? I just watching. Just, he actually. What would you say? Yeah, I would think just sit back and let him do his thing. Yes, that's what he did. This Imagine what, if Evan would have thrown it to break. Let's head to a break. Guys. No, I don't think so. No, Evan did a good job, but that's a tough spot to be in as well. Yeah, it is. Especially if you weren't around him back then like he is now. Plus, you have to say something when it's over. You know what I mean? Like, you have to say something. Yeah. And I would be in a very tough spot there. Yeah, no doubt. I don't know how to say caring, thoughtful things. After somebody shares an emotional moment, Eddie, could Evan you just, handled gra- it nicely. Did you just grab that Al saying, "I don't know how to say caring emotional things"? <laughs> I still not right. <laughs> I don't. Like I don't know what, how I would have handled that. Well, you know what? I think sometimes you surprise yourself when you're in the situation. Yeah. I think when you can think about it, you might not be so sure. But if it was you, you might have reacted just fine. Who knows? But all right. Well, that's interesting. I'll definitely take a look at it. Yeah, so that is an interesting video to watch. Uh, very emotional. Okay. Uh, and then to... what happened? Then... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have done. <laughs> and how did that make you feel? Like, oh, I would not man. have known. And it was good, too, because, you know, Evan has the mask on, so you can't tell. You can't fully tell 
where Evan is in the conversation because sure. you lose all the emotion in your face yeah. when you have a big uh, surgical mask on like Evan does. The end. So I, yeah, I forgot he's still wearing that thing. That's right. Okay. Yeah. All right, he's well, very still cool. still wearing that thing. Got it. So uh, that's what you missed on Friday. What else do I have for you, Jerry? Uh, the NFL is, I guess, going to officially expand to 17 games at seven, at some point this week. Yeah, so I'm curious. Does that mean, I and I would think, only two or three preseason games, which is enough. I, I think it's fine if they're still playing the 20 games. I know some players are upset with this. Yes. Others aren't, though. I mean, Tor- was it Torrey Smith, I think? I forget. One of the, one of the players I saw tweeted out saying – no problem, 17 games, but now we have to adjust things, you know, otherwise. And I don't know if that means off-season training or schedule or an extra bye week. I do think there's a way that they can make this work. Now, they said it's still going to happen in 18 weeks. So you're not going to get a second bye week. Not a second bye week. Oh, no that to me would be, as a player, that would be disappointing to me. Yeah. Now, I was reading in this article about this that, you know, they talk about we have four preseason games, which, as you said, they'll have to cut back to three or two. Uh, prior to 1978, there were six preseason games. Yeah, what games. a waste of time, huh? What were they? T- six preseason games. I don't. Well, let me ask you this. When were they starting? July? Well, maybe because I don't think, I mean, my Boomer's not here. He'd be the one to ask this. I don't think they did all the stuff they do now. Like, I, you know, when the season ended back then, I think, like, if you go back to baseball in the 50s, and we've always heard this, that guys had off-season jobs because they didn't make any money. Not like they do now, where this is it, and then when the season's over, they just train because they don't have to work in the off-season. In football, I think it was the same thing. I think you played your season, the season ended, all right, we'll see you at training camp. So you could make the case, I guess, to get into football shape. You needed all the reps, but that's excessive. That'd be great. 1978 Pittsburgh Steelers show up to a training camp and you got a game on day one. Let's see what you got. Let's see how this offseason treated you. (laughs) I didn't say day one. But if you told me day 10, yeah, I would think so. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, six preseason games. Holy mackerel. Yeah, that's a lot of waste of time, huh? So, yeah, but doesn't it seem like, like I feel like we're not that far off from the football season. And yet we are. Yeah, but it feels weird, like within the same calendar year, to say, "Oh, we're going to add another game." Well, that's to bo- everybody's schedule. That's also what the NFL has done, though. They've they've made this a year round situation. You've got the draft late April, so the Super Bowl now is played early, and I think it's going to start pushing out a little bit more in February. You'll have you know all the free agency stuff in March, so bam, football's right in your face again very quickly. Then in April, it's all about the draft. Usually, then you've got the mini camps in May, and then you have some sort of a, a, a little camp in June. It's like, all right, guys, you got four weeks off, training camp, end of July. Like It really has become a full-year sport. So right. you're right, but at the end of the day, the season still doesn't start until after Labor Day usually. So you're still, where are we? This is, we're not even in April yet. So you got April, May, June, July, August. Still five months before a football game counts. Jerry, this is March. Thank you, John Rothstein. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. I also see Zach Wilson uh, was throwing for the Jets and some other teams. I wish I remembered who said this, but, you know, Zach Wilson, he looks like a teenage heartthrob sort of guy. Like uh, somebody wrote, he looks like, the actor that would play a quarterback mm. in a Disney movie. Great. Can he play, though, in the NFL? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that'd be great for the Jets. They get themselves a Hollywood quarterback, but he can't play a lick in the NFL. <laughs> Let's hope he could play a lick. Uh, you better people, hope so. People seemed impressed at this. Uh, well, I look. saw the one pass that went viral, if you will, Yeah, where he takes the snap, rolls out, and he's backpedaling and throws – kind of across his body to the right and deep. That's a nice throw. I'm not sure there are other guys that can make that throw, though. I feel like we went goo-goo gaga over something we've seen. Well, Patrick funny, Mahomes makes that throw. What's funny is Lewis Riddick yeah. also found that humorous and actually showed an in-game play where Sam Darnold made that throw. Uh, did he really? <laughs> yeah, and he goes, uh, yeah, he and he just wrote, this is hilarious, something like that, like yeah. everyone being so excited like about. Like it was literally all over on um, when you kind of check the newspaper st- uh, online. Yeah. They, that video was everywhere. It's like, all right, it's a, it's a nice throw. I'm not saying it's not, but Mike, you would have thought that this was the Michael Jordan of football. Yeah, like, so let's they relax. Sh- they show Sam Darnold doing it with defenders in his face. 
you know, not just at a pro day where no one's covering anybody. But he can't play in the NFL. All right, last break of the hour. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up. And then G joins us at 6. Right now, though, Radio.com Sportsman and Amy Lawrence on College Hoops. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Now, here we go. A couple more minutes. What else you got, Al? Talk to me. Oh, that was a quick uh, reset. Because you don't have much time. Oh, okay. Uh, there was uh, earlier we were talking about uh, digging for a pool in your backyard and finding odd things. Yes. Uh, Michael on Twitter says he worked for an excavator. One time we were digging for a pool and dug up two horse skeletons. Yeah, that's a bit much for me. Do you think they were old time horses, like from the Western days, or do you think someone just buried two that, horses? That is a well, clearly someone buried two horses. <laughs> uh, I mean, like recent horses. I don't know. It's a great question. Ooh, I would what? say from the eighteen hundred. What? Huh? Oh, that Look. would be cool. Yeah, I'd say eighteen hundreds. How about that? Do you think that's worth anything? In what way? Like you show up with a pawn to a pawn shop. I've got some horse skeletons. They're from the Western days. What will you give me for them? Nothing. Get out, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I looked on the internet. These horse skeletons are worth nothing. <laughs> of course they're not. <laughs> I'll give you $5 for them. God. Might find some weirdo that wants some horse bones. Hmm, yeah, you. And Kyrie Irving returns tonight. Well, it's about time. <laughs> Thank you. And where's Kevin Durant, by the way? How about that? I it's like- a oh. big week of oh. sports action oh. on the fan. 